career sucks. Sex just isn't the same. What's my purpose? Where did this fat come from? Divorce is killing me. I'll never be happy. My debt is piling up. Kids are gone. Now what? I'll never find love. Why can't I be like the other guys? Hey guys, gay, straight, and everything in between. It's time to get a grip. Stop whining, make a bold move, and do something amazing with your 40 plus life. Let's get to the show with your Tell It Like It Is host, Rick Clemens, who does his best to never act like a dick, unless you act like one first. All right, guys, we are back for another episode of 40 Plus Real Men, Real Talk. You know the drill. This is where we have real conversations about real stuff that guys are struggling with. And I know from time to time, you might be feeling like you never get what you want or you're struggling to really enjoy your life. Well, I would like to invite you to surround yourself with some kick-ass help. That is me and eight other guys who will be joining you if you choose to step up to the plate and to come and kick life in the balls by joining us in the 40 plus men's circle. These happen once a month. There are calls for 90 minutes. You get to get some community, some support. You also get some guidance. Maybe you're going to get kicked in the ass a little bit, but trust us all. We're going to love on you and help you do those things you most want to do. So if this is something that interests you, go to 40plusmencircle.com. Join the calls again there once a month for 90 minutes. Love to have you on it. And if there's anything you're working on, let's dive in together. Now, let's get to the show. Opposites don't always attract. And then sometimes opposites do attract. But here's what I know having been someone who can truly say I've lived the life about what we're going to talk about, I finally realized that my opposite no longer attracted. And so did the author of the book, When Opposites No Longer Attract. And he's joining us today. His name is Michael Testa. We met at each other a few years ago back at a conference. And we thought it'd be kind of fun to talk about when you're in your 40s and the opposites suddenly don't attract anymore. So welcome to the show, Michael. Glad to have you here, buddy. Hey, thank you for having me on, Rick. Yeah. So we, we know the name of the book, When Opposites No Longer Attract but it's kind of shouted in mystery because I didn't really go into any depth about why we're talking about this subject. So why did you write this book, man? Let's go right there and then we'll kind of talk about where we want to take it today. I wrote this book because there are many, many people that go through this and they're on the side of, I know now that I'm gay and I don't have a pathway to become authentic. This particular, the information that you'll find in this book helps you understand what eight of us, and there are four men and four women that I wrote about their stories in the book that have gone through this. And each and every one of us talk about it in a different way. Mm -hmm. Six out of eight of us have children. We talk about our children. We talk about safety. Mm -hmm. You know, some of us in the book were um, we're, we're physically abused because of the coming out process. Mm. So there are many aspects of coming out and it is, I think probably one of the biggest fears because you know, you're going to be divorced. That's yep. one of the top things, top fears about uh, an emotional strike people have is divorce and losing a spouse. And then when you're going to get divorced, you know, that's probably going to happen in this process. Not always, but it, it may. And add on coming out into the world as a gay or lesbian 
transgender, whatever it might be, LGBTQIA. Um, this shows you a path to do it because I wanted to share, the reason I wrote it is so I could share this to help people out who are going through it or maybe going through it, even their families to read what, yeah. what people have gone through. You know, and it's interesting because both of us have written books along similar lines, each of us with a different perspective. And I love your book because it is several people's stories. Mine is just me because, you know, I'm a, a Leo, so it has to be the spotlight on me. It couldn't be anybody else included in the damn book, you know. But um, one of the things I find so refreshing about your book is all the different perspectives and the real stories. And it had to have been somewhat challenging and heartfelt and all those things as you put this book together to hear all these people's stories. I'm curious, what was some of the emotions that you went through as you started to hear these stories? It was, it, 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 it's hard to say they were, I called it being in the emotional vortex. It's almost yeah. like, um, you know, something spinning in space and it keeps spinning faster and faster and just pulls you in mm -hmm. almost like a black hole because each person's story is their passion. Yeah. You know, they don't want to hurt anyone. They want to do the right thing. They're in a slot of, I made a decision generally a distance before a time before, you know, where they are now. And it happens in my book around 36 to 40, maybe early forties. Yep. where people come to terms with themselves and therefore, you know, they, they're so emotional about it and they were so passionate about sharing their stories. I asked more people to share their stories. Some of them did, didn't want to for privacy reasons. I do mm -hmm. use pseudonyms in the yep. book to protect the people's stories. Um, but they were very, very passionate and felt like I did that, and we went through this. What's what can we do to help other people like us to get through it and to come out on the other side and realize you're a human being just like anyone else. You will be okay. You will be authentic. And so if you read the book, you will see how that happens in each and every story. And I think what's interesting, at least as I have, you know, gone through my own <laughs> changes after coming out and all this sort of stuff. And then suddenly I, I have learned so much about myself that I now, and I use this metaphor all the time for the guys who are listening, who, you know, aren't gay, but this is the metaphor I always use. We're always coming out of something, all of us. And I think the beauty of hearing some of these stories is even if you're not a gay guy and you read Michael's book, I think the thing that would be fascinating is to see how much of the core story you could actually overlay onto something in your own life. I have people all the time that have purchased my book for like, oh, I have this friend or, you know, the husband or the wife buys my book. And then somebody in their family starts to read it. And I've gotten several emails from people that like, hey, I'm not gay or lesbian, but I read your book and it gave me insights, not only to better understand the person in my life who is, but it began to help me see things in my own life that, wow, I need to come out of the closet about this sort of stuff. Do you see any of the parallels there in your own book and your own story to having similar stuff happening, Michael? Yes. Uh, I strive to be as authentic as I 
can be mm-hmm. along the lines of what I'm trying to share with people because being authentic is a little difficult no matter what you're going through in your life. If there's something that might be controversial about you yep. or, or maybe you didn't quite tell the truth about something and you need to come clean with someone, it's a, you're right, it's a process of coming out or coming clean, depending mm-hmm. on what word you use. But yes, and, and every time that I think of something that is a little difficult for me, maybe emotionally or you know, just in, in, in business about being honest with people, it's still hard that the longer that you practice this, the more, you know, the better you get at it, the less, the less you hesitate to either hide the truth or get the truth. Sometimes mm-hmm. people don't want to answer the questions that get the truth. And that's also a problem because, you know, we all make up stories in our head about what happened. Yep. And then, you know, you find out from someone, you speak to them about like what happened and you're like, oh, I thought it was this, but now you're telling me that I was, you know, the story I made up in my head was completely wrong. So when you made up that whole story in your head, that was your position. Mm-hmm. And then they tell you something different and you're like, wow, did I just waste my energy making up a story? So this context gives you the opportunity to, to be yourself, to be clear with yourself, to be clear with others, Very to love yourself. And when you love yourself, and that's kind of funny, it's, I always think about what does it mean to love myself? Loving yourself is respecting yourself, being truthful, wanting the truth from others. And when you create that energy around you, people are different with you because your energy is open and honest. And they see that and they, 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 uh, it, they sort of just connect with it. Yeah. And I think that's just so important in everyday life. Well, it is. And that's what I, I always love taking books like ours and overlaying it into quote unquote, the mainstream life, because people think, and it is a big deal. I'm not going to diminish coming out of the closet is not a big deal. But when we step back and we start to look at it, there's a lot of similarities to a lot of big decisions we make in life. And when I'm working with a client, a lot of times they'll say, okay, how should I, how should I have this big conversation? And I go, okay, well, you should have it the same way you've had other big conversations in your life. Okay. Yes. I'm being over dramatic right now, but it's kind of true. It's like, this is okay. Yes. It's a new different thing we're doing, but you've had some training. You've had some training wheels on with difficult conversations in the past. Yes. The subject matter here is really touchy. The subject matter here is going to cause some big explosions, but there's probably been some other conversations that you've had that caused some big explosions, maybe just not as big as this one. And I find it so powerful when we can help people start to see the parallels. And even as I was thinking about this interview today, I thought, you know, it's interesting, just the title of the book, and you just kind of said something about work life, just the title of the book, When Opposites No Longer Attract, I can think several times over my career when I wasn't really in a company that I felt a hundred percent aligned with, but it felt like a good move to be there. But the opposite of what that company was finally just no longer attracted me. I just couldn't do it. And I think most people, if they look in their lives and they take the title of your book and go, what's the opposite of your life that you're no longer attracted to? 
they would find so many interesting parallels. So I'm curious, Michael, what is something that you have discovered about yourself that this no long this opposite no longer attracting actually helps you in your current life on a day-to-day basis? What it helps me with is being able to discover people in my life that aren't really on my side or aren't are not authentic. And you know, you could there's again it's back to the energy you know you just look yep. at somebody like you know uh, we are it, it could be a business associate it could be a friend it could be an acquaintance at any level and you're like you know something's not right here and it it feels that way and i would say with a high level of certainty that i was picking up something from that person no matter what role they they were in um in in that I was correct in that energy I got because I'm open and honest. And when I say open, I'm open to, I mean, going from a straight person to being immersed in the LGBTQIA community mm-hmm. and, and the diversity that comes at you in so many different ways. You know, not only are people gay and lesbian, but the work that they do, the volunteer work they do, the advocacy work they do, you've never seen more busy people in your life. Right. You know? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Always fighting for something, you know, yeah. and, and, and then, you know, we step forward, we step backwards and people still are in the game to get things done. And those are the people, because I've been authentic, those are the people I'm attracted to now. And I don't mean that in a physical attraction, but attracted to be with, to work with, to achieve goals versus people that just sit on the sidelines and do nothing. Mm-hmm. So I would say that is the biggest development on my own, you know, from coming out and writing this book and sharing with others. And the fact that I'm sharing with others puts me in a space I would have never been in mm-hmm. had I not done it. That's really interesting because I say it very similarly, but the way you just said it, Michael, is, is a way that I never, <clears throat> never really put my thumb on that I actually, my... <laughs> my authenticity bullshit meter is really good, you know, and, and that's what I, and, and now that you've yeah. it kind of in that position, that's what I thought of. It's like, yeah, I can spot someone who's inauthentic like a mile away. And of course it yeah. takes one to know one. Right. And, yes. and it is such an interesting dynamic. And one of the things I struggle with is seeing that and then, okay, do I just completely shine that person off or, do I try to get by because I'm an obliger? So, okay, I'll, you know, I'll deal with it. And I find that when I try to deal with the inauthentic person and I be that obliger, my life becomes pure hell. But I know why, because I practiced doing that for 36 years. Yes. Yes. And so my, that muscle is really strong. It's like, oh yeah, I can do that. You know, da, 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 all the BS we tell ourselves. And I love how you position that because that's so spot on to being able to spot the inauthentic person um, and want to remove yourself from those experiences. So, I mean, it's not a hundred percent foolproof. Don't get me no, wrong there, no. you know, but, and, but also when you spot them and like you said, when you're, you're inter interfacing with them um, and you're, you're picking up the, Oh my, that's not true. Or, right. Oh my, that's not right. And you don't really like, go crazy engaging with them. You just kind of back away. Mm -hmm. You know, there's nothing you want to create that might be an argument 
or you know any any animosity just like this isn't working for me period there's mm. nothing else needs to be said but don't you think that being able to see that and then also being able to give ourselves permission to either back away from it and not call somebody out or to step into it. I see it as a gift because I learn more about myself when I'm like, okay, back away. And I've had a hard time learning to back away from that. But I've learned so much about myself because I know for me, and this is just guys, this is just for me, not for Michael, that inauthentic self really fought really, really fought to stay alive. Oh, it, it so badly want to stay alive. Even after the fact that I came out, there were pieces of it. And I have worked and done a lot of work around that. And it's been nothing but a blessing in my life to be able to go, okay, yep, I get it. I see it. So I'm curious also, Michael, before we wrap it up here, if you, and this is one of those stupid loaded questions, and I'm actually almost <laughs> tempted not to ask it, but if you could redo that life that you had lived, would you? I don't regret that at all. I mm -hmm. really don't. I, I, had, I have two sons, which I mm -hmm. love dearly. I would have felt like something would have been missing in my life. The time that I spent in my life doing that, I feel was time that was, I was meant to spend doing what I did, getting married mm -hmm. and, and flushing. Because you know, I didn't know then. I mean, that's why right. I called the book When Opposites No Longer Attract, because I didn't realize then that's what I was. Right. Yeah. And then there's a book that I read too, which I like to recommend, which um, it's called, it's called The Untethered Soul. It's mm -hmm. by Michael mm -hmm. Singer. Have you read it? Yes. Yes. I love Great this book. book because this book has taught me and kind of like along the lines that we're talking is life is a play and we're all players in the play and our body is playing in daily life and we're making decisions and we're acting out on things just like you're watching a movie or a play the untethered soul kind of teaches you to have an out-of-body experience and just watch what's going on mm -hmm. in your life yeah. and therefore you could like take out the emotional side and say oh this decision is all emotional based and you know and again what i went through what you went through rick is is so emotionally based that you're like locked into a spot you feel like you cannot get out of right and yeah. when you do it's the most freeing thing in the world you just want to like become euphoric it's almost a manic depressive thing yeah. but when i read the untethered soul I thought, wow, that's interesting because it's like, you know, you've seen movies where the spirit's coming out of the body. Right. Not that that actually happens. I don't know, but they make that up. And it's almost, you feel like that, like I'm watching myself. Like, why are you doing that? Mm -hmm. You know, you're start questioning yourself about things you did. And yep. again, the involvement of, as we get into our forties and our fifties of, you know, putting up with less crap, hanging out with people that are better for us in life you know, you and I being connected, how did that happen? Right. If exactly. I didn't write this book, we wouldn't be talking. Right. So, you know, the universe is a very, very interesting thing. It is. Well, Michael, it's so good to reconnect with you, man. I love this. And again, guys, even if you're not gay, I want you to just consider thinking about where in your life 
are there opposites that you're finding yourself no longer attracted to, whether it's a person, whether it's a job, whether it's a way of living, whether it's a way of being. Think about those opposites because those can be those anchors that weigh you down and keep you from pursuing a life where you can live your life completely unapologetic. So thanks again, Michael, for being here. We're going to have all sorts of ways for you to connect with Michael on the show page, but I really appreciate the conversation. Likewise, and it's great to be reconnected with you. That's a wrap for 40 plus real men, real talk where size doesn't matter. We drop our bullshit, get over our screwed up fears, make bold moves and live life without apologies. Don't forget to join us on Facebook at 40 plus real men, real talk where the conversations continue.